Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by my budget and some weird fights. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. So I've been working on a budget lately, right? Budget for myself, budget for the classroom. I spend a lot of money on, on merch, which I love doing and my students love it, so I don't really care that much. But I also spend a ton of money on things like snacks and I spend a ton of money on, you know, like back to school supplies and just, just a lot of stuff, right? Like I think it was a, a year or two ago, I bought a thousand notebooks and a thousand three ring binders and a thousand poly folders and all this stuff for my students and stickers to go along with them just to just to get them stuff i thought things that they would enjoy i got like lunch bags and everything by the way shout out if anybody wants school supplies swing on by but my point is i got all this stuff and i have it in my classroom and i was kind of thinking like you know i wonder if i spend too much money on this now mind you spending too much money is a very odd thing for me because it's not like I grew up with a ton of money and I just spend money, you know, willy-nilly. I grew up, you know, quite quite uh, humbly uh, with a paper out and stuff. So it's not like I had a ton of money flying around, okay? But when I say spending too much money, it's like, well, spending too much money for what? Because generally my philosophy with my students is spare no expense. I don't care what it costs. If it benefits them or they like it, I don't really care. That's part of my jam, right? Like I care about my students and... And I don't mind spending money on them. And and it's an odd thing when I break it down because it's like, well, is that the best way to be? And the biggest kicker is I don't really have a boss. <laughs> you know, and I don't I also don't have a mentor that has done the same thing that I've done, that I'm doing. There are absolutely people who have larger tutoring companies out there. I'm not saying there aren't. And there are absolutely people who you know, have these big businesses, but I don't know anyone that does what I do, which is, you know, like obviously have a classroom and kind of have a brand, but they do it by themselves and they've been doing it for a long time. People come and go very frequently, you know, like you graduate from college, you got a good SAT score, you're looking for something to do until you get hired at Google. So you tutor some SATs for a couple of years, fine. But for me, I don't have, I don't have somebody that's been at it for like 30 years instead of 20 years and they can kind of walk me through this. So I've been thinking about this budget and I, I make the decision. <laughs> I make the decision. I'm going to, I'm going to spend a little less money. And so I start looking around my classroom and I see these goldfish and I see this, <laughs> you see this big, you know, box of goldfish and students come in, grab a solo cup, pour some goldfish in them. I'm like, you know, those goldfish, goldfish are probably not like the top 10 snack that people like. Right. And I start, I start working this out. I'm like, you know what? They, they eat the cup of noodles, like probably first. And then they go to the Takis little chips and then the Lay's potato chips. And then I got this pink Himalayan sea salt crinkle cut potato chips from Costco. Those are pretty good. People hit the corn dogs pretty hard. The Costco pizza, they really like that. Caramel macchiatos, French vanilla lattes. They like that stuff all first. And I'm walking down this list. I'm like, oh, Mott's and, you know, Black Forest juice burst, <laughs> whatever. And I, I convince myself, I'm like, you know, the goldfish are probably the last thing that they want, okay? So, like, the goldfish have got to go. And I'm very proud of myself when I get to the end of this because I've been thinking about it now for 10 minutes. And I'm like, goldfish for sure. Like, that's a savings. I can save money by not, by not getting these goldfish. And it instantaneously cracks me up. I start thinking about how absurd the conclusion is that I've arrived at. I'm like, wait, what? I decided to make a budget 
cut out some extraneous spending. And the first thing I see, which is the goldfish, I convince myself that that's the guy. <laughs> that's the one that's got to go. And I was like, how ridiculous is that? Like, you could look around the room and find other things. Like, if, if I look lower on the shelf where the food is, I have this security system that I got a couple years back because I realized I had thousands of dollars in merch in here. Like, anyone's going to come in and steal my merch. But I convinced myself I needed, like, this security system. It's still in the box. I haven't taken it out of the box. It, and it wasn't that expensive. It was only like 100 or 150 bucks. It wasn't that crazy. But it was 100 or 150 bucks. And I never even set it up to protect the merch that nobody's going to come in and steal. And I started wondering, like, what, what was I doing? What was up with the goldfish? And I think this is something that parents and students go through a lot. Now, I'm, I'm not saying anybody argues about goldfish, okay? The goldfish are irrelevant. But what is really relevant is somebody deciding, you know, child or parent, somebody deciding that there needs to be a change. And it's almost like human nature to see the first thing and assign the problem to that thing, right? Like, I'm not happy with what's going on in my life and my dad walks by and he smells funny or he's looking at his phone or something and I just get mad at him. I'm like, you're always looking at your phone or like, I can smell you coming down the hall. Like, it bothers me so much. I'm so upset by this. And then, of course, my dad's like, what are you talking about? Like, and who the hell are you? I can smell however I want. It's my house. And then it's like this digression, right? And I'm not saying I ever had a discussion with my dad about how he smelled, though I probably should have at some points. But the point is that it's almost like you're, you're, you so want a solution to whatever the problem is and good on you for wanting a solution. Good on you for realizing that something needs to change that we inherently talk ourselves into believing that whatever's right in front of us can fix it, right? And, and that's a good and a bad thing. It's good because we're really engaged with solving this problem. But it's bad because obviously the goldfish are not the problem to me spending too much money. And in all likelihood, maybe I'm not spending too much money. Like Maybe I'm spending just the right amount of money on food and snacks and merch and stuff. I have no idea. But I've decided there's this problem. And the goldfish, guess what? Love it or hate it, they're probably not going to solve the problem. Just like my dad, if I'm displeased with my life and I'm like a cranky 17-year-old, is not going to change his deodorant and solve my frustration with the world. The real problems and solutions are so much more deeply seated in our lives that we just don't want to do the digging. I don't want to do the digging into figuring out, you know, like, how much is the right amount of money? I don't want to start running calculations on like how many students have come through my class and how much I've spent on merch and like how much that is per student and blah, blah, blah. Like even if I did that, I, I don't even know that I could come to a real answer because how much is too much? Like if each student in my classroom takes $100 worth of stuff, okay, is, should it be 80 Should it be 120 Should it be Should it be $2? Should it be $200? There's, there's probably not even a real answer. So I might be upset with something, right? Or maybe just trying to work something out. Come to a realization that there is no real great answer and all of a sudden just turn around and start blaming the goldfish. And again, I think this is at the core of, you know, child-parent relationships, especially in the teen years because 
teenagers are old enough to identify that they're displeased with things. And they're also obligated to start working these things out. That's what parents tell teenagers all the time. you got to come up with a solution to this. And that's great. But they may not have answers. Right? Teenagers, it's not like they know all of the tools in the toolbox. I mean, they're bright. They know some, but they're not, they don't, they're not as skilled at problem solving and identifying nuances and, and systems and stuff that lead to, to bigger results in their lives. So they may not have a solution and here they are diligently trying to work one out. So they just blame the goldfish. They blame whatever's right in front of them. And then you get this horrible spiral of miscommunication and frustration when in reality, it's just a difficult situation. You need to think through it and you need to acknowledge in the onset of working through it that you may not even find an answer. Look, I don't care about the goldfish and God bless every one of the kids who comes through and likes the hoodie. I don't know what the answer is to, to, Hey, am I spending too much or too little or right on? I don't know what the answer is with the fights that you all get in with, with your loved ones. But I do know that regardless of these problems, it will only make things worse if we all collectively blame the first person or thing we see for problems we don't understand. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it. Hey guys, don't forget the spring tests are coming up, SAT and ACT. The spring tests are gonna happen, thank God, 2021. Let's make it happen. Prep lining up daily, hit me up.